You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Suzanne is here, and uh, I am here. I am Scott, and we are continuing our conversation on Freaks and Geeks, and we are up to episode number five, which is called Tess and Breasts. Uh, very funny episode. Uh, a lot to do with uh, the <laughs> puberty, basically. <clears throat> Uh, coming of age and um, and pornography. So <laughs> cheating. <laughs> oh yes, and oh, that's right, cheating. That's the big part of it. So um, this episode is basically it's with it, it focuses on Lindsay uh, with her with with her relationship with Daniel. Not not a boyfriend girlfriend thing, but more of a, a friend thing and and helping and uh, and it also focuses on Sam and his uh, immaturity, we'll say, because uh, they 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 go into the scene where um, Mister uh, oh, what is his name? Kachapsky is it? Uh, Coach Fredericks. Oh, Coach Fredericks. Tom Wilson, which is from um, uh, Back to the Future, as Biff. Coach Fredericks comes in. He's teaching about sex ed, uh, even though he's the PE teacher. But you know how the the PE teachers always had like a a secondary class. Yeah, they yeah, they teach. ended up being the health teachers too. I remember that also. Right. Yeah. Which I don't think most of them, I think most of them did not want to do that, but <laughs> <laughs> those were awkward classes. It's true. Yes. So um, that it, it kind of I think it opens up with that scene where they're in his class and he's trying to uh, teach Coach Fredericks is, is teaching the class on sex ed and they're like talking about the women's anatomy uh, of uh, you know the reproductive system and. And the uterus and all the other things and and, and the like, guys are like Sam, mystified by what Sam and Neil are Sam and Neil Sam and Neil are like not Sam and Neil uh, Neil and Bill are like cutting it up in the back mm. and and Sam keeps going, shut up Would you be quiet <laughs> and Coach Fredericks is like you know all right Sam shut up. <laughs> Stop and listen. Pay attention. This is very important. You're going to need to know this. You know, and, and they go on and, and Bill and Neil keep cutting it up in the back and Sam's like, shut up. And so Coach Fredericks, like, busts Sam again, even though it was not his yeah, fault. Yeah, poor he Sam just gets, for this. gets he was getting for every on. stupid thing, <laughs> even when it's other people's problems, you know. Yeah. So he said, okay, all right, Dr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> 
And of course, of course, Sam's uh, bully, Alan, is in this class as well. So he gets to use that Dr. Love term uh, later on in the show as, you know, just randomly. Um, so he's like, okay, come on, Dr. Love, come on up here and show us what we're talking about. Why don't you teach the class? And uh, so Coach Fredericks is like, uh, you know, he's like raising his hand. Can you tell me where this is and where that is? And Sam can't get it right. He doesn't know where anything is on the woman's name. And, <laughs> and Coach Fredericks, but this is a very inappropriate, uh, like uh, nowadays, you would never hear this. And Coach Fredericks is like, okay, I got an easy one for you. Where's the vagina? <laughs> <laughs> and and Sam does not know even know where the vagina is on this. This it's just an, it's not even a like a picture of a woman. It's just like the organ, like the the genital organ. Area. Yeah, they create very is, like complicated yeah. pictures where it, yeah. you know it's not you wouldn't be able to guess what the heck is what. So. Yeah, so you know everybody's laughing at Sam, of course, and poor guy. And, uh, yeah, I know he, he. It was really uncomfortable for him, and I felt bad for him because I, I now remember in the beginning of the series I said I always relate to him. Mm, yes, but I did not have this happen to me. Thank God. How <laughs> horrifying! This How never I, happened. I, it's horrifying. Seen the, oh, yeah. the meaning of totally life. Monty Python's meaning of life. When they do it all. I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh my after God. Moment. There's a scene where the students in private school are having some kind of sex education class and, and John Cleese is at the, the front in his, you know, his robes and stuff. And the way that he, just, <laughs> the way that he, um, he demonstrates the, the, the uh, <laughs> he has his wife come in in a bed, falls down, a Murphy bed falls down in the middle of the classroom, and they have sex in front of the students and make them watch. So, Come on. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. You were a big Monty Python fan. Uh, yes, definitely. Still I mean, you, I remember you brought up the, the uh, you know, the Holy Grail uh -huh. uh, a few episodes back, but, man, I didn't know you were that big of a Fan, that's awesome. Oh my god, it's such a funny scene. But uh, you could hardly think of anything more awkward. And <laughs> of course, they found a way to make it that much more awkward. <laughs> he's like yeah. reprobate. You only see like him, like his head, <laughs> and the kids in the background, and he's like reprobate. Right. James. <laughs> but in any case, wow. that is a bit. And that's kind of this moment, I think, brought to like a, a terrible satirical end. <laughs> Right. And yeah. I, don't know. I have class, but they never grilled us like this. Well, you know, of course it's it's a, a drama slash sitcom that mm -hmm. kinda you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna make everything more dramatic than what it really is. Yeah. Although high school really is dramatic. It is it's very, it's it is definitely. Like you bring the drama so, to it. I don't remember it being the yeah. big drama. You know, like I think I took health camp class late, wasn't that you? We were like maybe more like sixteen or seven. See, I I thought we had like health class more like in sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, like before high school. But I remember bio like biology, and they talked about this kind of stuff in biology. But like the like the health class where they, you know, like fifth or sixth grade when they separated the boys and the girls. 
Yeah, that's usually the big <laughs> break it to your lecture. <laughs> yeah, right. But I remember just being an isolated thing. Like, that wasn't a whole class. Yeah. And, yeah, I think, like, a track coach or something or the uh, a gym coach teaching the class. And um, he later, like, hit on me on my senior trip. It kind of rude. But in any case, and that's how I remember that I was older. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I think I was, like, 17. But <clears throat> in any case. Yeah, so um, let's see. I'm trying to remember what happens after this when we – some of the other scenes are in this one. So I think it goes to uh, Daniel where he is in class and he's going to fail if he doesn't pass this test. Yeah, and Daniel and so, ends up in the AV club with them, right? Which I think is another this, episode. Is this one? No, I think it's another That's episode, but this was like, who knows? Maybe they filmed them out of order or something, but he's in the AV room with them, which is when... No. No, here's what happened. No, he doesn't give. No, he gives. He gives Sam the the film later. So Sam is embarrassed, right, about his whole knowledge of of biology, and Lindsay and and Daniel are. Or Daniel's gonna fail if he doesn't pass his test. He's he's just he's like having this conversation with Lindsay between classes or something. And she's like, well, I can, I can teach you, I can tutor you, and teach you how to do this stuff. And I, you know, there's, there's tips and tricks on how to, you know, understand math. Really, not that hard. Mm-hmm. And so he, she's like, well, come over to my house later, and I'll teach you some. I'll, to, you know, I'll show you some, some things. And so Daniel goes over to her house, and that's when he goes outside to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And he sees uh, Sam out there looking at an anatomy book, trying to learn. Okay. And so he, so he's he's telling Sam, he's talking to Sam. He's like, "Well, all right, find me tomorrow, and I'll hook you up." So the next day, you know, Sam f- runs into 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 Daniel, and he's like, "Oh, here you go," and he gives this gives Sam this paper bag. And Sam starts to open it up, and he's all, he's like, oh, what's, you know, he's like got a smile on his face. And Daniel's like, no, 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 not here, don't, not here, you know. And so, he, and Neil and Neil and Bill are there with him when they when he gets this bag, and they go off to the off to like a little corner, and Neil starts pulling this thing out of the bag, and it's a and it's like an eight millimeter film, and he's looking at the sh- at the frames, and he's like. Oh my gosh, this this is this is a porno or porno, you know, this is porn. And so that's when they go to the AV. It, he they weren't in the AV club at the at the house or at the school. He goes, I'll set up my dad's projector in at our, at my house because his dad was working late or something. Okay, okay. So they end up going back to Neil's house. And putting this porn on. Yeah, and it just like makes him sick. <laughs> yeah, except for Neil. Yeah. He, Neil's like all into it. He's like, this that's the best job ever. <laughs> yeah, but it's just and like the, the the anticlimactic I mean just yeah. maybe pun intended, I don't know. Of the, of the, the anticlimax of them watching this thing and being like 
Oh, that's so gross. Like, they're all slumped over in their chairs like, oh, please don't make me watch anymore. <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, they have this weird music going on in this porn. Uh, it's really strange music, like 60s music or something. And as, you know, they're, they're showing them watching it and they kind of fast forward quickly through the show. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, they do like little clips where, you know, they're all sitting kind of up close and watching the screen and as the the scene goes on they'll cut real quick and it'll show sam and neil or sam and bill have scooted back a little bit further and by the end of the scene, you know, they're both like really far off away from it and just kind of mm -hmm. like like covering cover almost covering their yeah, faces like, oh, like not enough. really watching it <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're like totally grossed out by it but neil is like still enthralled ah <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff. Anyway, um, oh man, and then so eventually they go back to uh, the whole Lindsay and Daniel thing. Yeah, yeah, which is a whole other. They have a lot going on in this episode. I mean, it, they they always have a lot of subplots, like you're saying, but you know, this mm. one seemed to have a a, a lot of undercurrent. Because, you know, she yeah. still kind of had the hots for Daniel as a thing. And he right. was kind of drawing her into this whole um, plot to, uh, you know, like he was, I, I think she kind of realized in the end how she was being manipulated by him. Um, like right. he was taking advantage of the fact that he knew she kind of had a little thing for him and would maybe let him get away with cheating when maybe that wasn't something right. she would ever do otherwise. So. Well, yeah, and she she didn't want to she didn't want to cheat, so she went to Kaczewski and said, "Hey, look, he's learning. I'm teaching him." And she's like, uh, Kaczewski's like, "Why would you waste your time on a on somebody like that? He's a nobody." And she gets all bent out of shape because she thinks he should be teaching, you know, mm -hmm. not just not just writing somebody yeah, off yeah, because exactly. they're they. They might need a little special attention as far as like education wise. So she storms out of his out of his classroom and goes and finds Daniel and says, "All right, give me that test. We're gonna, you know, because Daniel had arranged to get a copy of the test beforehand. And at first she was like, "No, I'm not cheating," you know, and so that's when that's when she goes back to Daniel and says, "Okay, give me that test." And that's when they cheat. Mm -hmm. And and Daniel passes. Now this is where they make the mistake. You gotta, you can't, you can't, can't just make it pass or fly. Yeah. No, you you gotta get like a C. Uh -huh. okay? <laughs> you don't go from an F to an A. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're just asking for trouble if you're gonna make it that obvious. Come on. Right. Right. Yeah. Least obvious, most obvious is least obvious, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to be a little more discreet. Anyway, so they do the test, and he passes with flying colors, and uh, Kowczewski calls them out on it, and 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 says that Lindsay and and Daniel cheated, and oh yeah, and then her parents have to go to the go to the uh the office too mm -hmm. 
But there's a scene <laughs> where Daniel starts describing the track, what he calls the track. You got the A track, the B track, and the C track, right? And he has this whole thing where he it, it, he goes through the scene and he starts crying at the end when he's talking to Lindsay uh, separately. This is before they go into the office with, with the teachers. And he goes, you know, you got the A-track kids that are, you know, they're, they just, they always excel. They always do good. They get, you know, they're just, they're just smart. And then you got the B-track kids that are just kind of, they're just kind of, you know, they're, they're past and they're all, they're decent students. Then you got the C-track and they're just the ones that are the losers, you know. And he, he starts like breaking down, like crying towards the end of this little speech. And he does this for Lindsay and then they go into, and he's telling her the whole time, deny everything. We didn't cheat. <laughs> Tell him, you know, don't, don't, don't admit anything. And they go into the office, Kowchewski's office. And, uh, Mr. Rosso is standing by also the, the guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. I remember him. Uh, at some point, Kaczewski admits to Mr. Rosso before the, everybody's in there that he didn't have any proof that they actually cheated. He just thinks they cheated. But the way he presented it the first time, he's like, oh, yeah, they cheated. I have I have, I have, have a tip. Somebody told me that they cheated or whatever. But he was just call, trying to call their bluff. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, but they did. Lindsay, so, you know. <laughs> they did cheat, and he was right. But... <laughs> but he didn't have any proof, so he couldn't do anything about it. So Lindsay and Daniel go into their office. Now, why they didn't call Daniel's parents in is a question. Um, but Lindsay's parents show up at the school, and they're in the office with Kaczewski, Mr. Rosso, and Lindsay and Daniel. And, uh, you know, they're they're... Kaczewski and Mr. Ross are like talking to Daniel about something and he starts going on this rant again and he he says it basically word for word of the A track, the B track, and the C track. It has it all like memorized. And it, yeah, and this is like one of the classic endings to one of their episodes. And right at the end, you know, he's like he's like breaking down crying again, which it's all fake. And Lindsay just starts busting out laughing like uncontrollable laughter <laughs> and it is just it's and that's how they end that scene it's just so freaking funny her her bit of the laughing was so convincing that she was really like i can't believe you're pulling this shit on everybody mm. you know? and she fell for it too oh. <laughs> she did uh oh because of his uh stringy hair and dreamy eyes or whatever. I think that's what, what Kowchewski called yeah. him at one point when she was trying to convince him to uh, let him tutor, let her tutor him. You know? So anyway, I kind of whipped through that episode pretty quick. Um, do you have anything else to add on this one? Mm. No, well, no, just that, you know, once again, I, I recognize all these people. I remember all these situations and, uh, I remember having a buddy who insisted that I allow her to see my test in social studies 
as, uh, you know, as we were, um, going through, uh, uh, some kind of, I think it was like a midterm or a final or something. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a little, a, a little, um, earlier than this, like maybe it was like eighth grade or something. But I, but, but when I just started hanging around with like the, the, what would have been the freaks in my school, like the end of middle right. school, um, and you know, same kind of thing. Like you're a freaking target when you're the brainy kid who wants to hang around with the cool kids, <laughs> because everybody knows that that's the one resource that you have to give them. Um, and same thing. Like how freaking stupid was she? Where, uh, you know, she's kind of sitting behind me and like whispering to me, "Let me see that." And I'm trying to, and my just a little bit could see. And she copies yeah. the forecast like where like everyone oh. I got wrong, she got wrong. <laughs> and uh same kind oh. of thing. And in the damn principal's office and I'm like, listen, what am I gonna do? Um she's behind me and I'm copy the answer. So I got right. off on that one. I mean for sure it's just a pain in the ass. <laughs> it really is. Um Yeah, you know, I I almost got I <laughs> I guess I almost cheated one time. <laughs> but I didn't cheat. She was cheating. I no, it, it, and I, I was like, "Will you leave me alone, Joyce? God damn it!" <laughs> like I was help. I was, I was helping somebody else. Like kind of what Lindsay was doing for Daniel. Mm. Okay. Like what you did for your friend or for your classmate. Um, okay. But you didn't, you didn't like do it. But you didn't like not. Well, because right? she's kind of threatened me though. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. So I used to be in this, um, it was one of those classes where it was like an elective where you were, uh, an assistant to, uh, either a department or a teacher. Oh, that's nice. And I would, I would just go and it was me and this, uh, other girl, Tawny and, and we worked in the English department just for these two that not not teachers they weren't teachers but they were they like managed a lot of the english uh curriculum and all that stuff and this had to be i think it was either my junior or senior year and uh, we would just we we made a lot of copies of just stuff you know that was one of our that was one of our jobs Mm -hmm. we would have to go and make copies of stuff you know, oh, go run off 50 copies for these two classes or whatever. Um, and one of them happened to be a test that my friend Tawny was going to be taking that week. Hmm. And so as I was going down to the copy room, which is out not in the same room that we were in this little department, as I was going down in the copy room, she goes, hey can you get me a copy of that test? And I was going to do it. I I was going to do it. But the, uh, the two people that were the two ladies that worked there, they like, they, they kind of caught on that Tawny was in the class that I was making the copies for. Mm. And they didn't like, they didn't like really bust us. Like we, like they didn't really, they didn't know that we were going to do something, but they caught us in time to prevent it from happening. Do you know what I mean? Uh huh. Okay. Like they didn't, they didn't know that that's what we were going to do, but 
they, they didn't allow they, you the opportunity to go forward with that. Right. They took the opportunity away before it could happen. Well, that was kind of sounds kind of skillful, by, actually. <laughs> by they were like they realized, oh, hey, he's making copies for his friend, or he's making copies of a test that his friend is about to take next week because they mm-hmm. knew the teacher and they knew what class she was in or something. Well, Somehow why they do they give the students and... that kind of a responsibility? Because the pressure is just too much to, you know, not stop and consider that that's what you can do with it. Yeah. I, that's I don't a, know, to, to I, a I test don't, like that. I don't know why they would like allow us to do that in the first place. That kind of, that kind of copies like tests, mm-hmm. but it was, that that's what happened. And you know, nothing ever happened. We, we did not cheat. We did not get away with it. And it was prevented before it could happen. So everything's good. <laughs> it was not. Okay. And, and thing is. The temptation the was taken away is, from you. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, is that Tawny, I know she would have aced the test anyway. Yeah. So. Because she was just really, she was really smart in that class. Right. So I that's knew, the thing though. though they put the temptation in front of you. Where you had access something to something that the other students didn't, and so now it's like the mm. forbidden fruit, you know. And even if she didn't need it, it we, you were still thinking about sneaking that test. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, it, is it kind of the, the teacher's fault too for putting you in that position? Yes. Is that like entrapment? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think they realized what they were giving us the responsibility of until it happened. Until it started going down, okay. and then they then then the wheels started turning in their heads, going, "Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not such a good idea, huh?" Yeah, that's probably not a good idea to let them do that, you know. And uh, so it was, it's kind of funny that 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 a similar thing happened like that to me, just a situation. I, I think it probably happens a lot. So yes, anyway. the best of us. Um, oh, that was a little tangent story <laughs> but let me uh, let me run through uh, some of the music because I, I always like to do that from this little book so um bachman turner overdrive does taking care of business in this episode big song uh, <laughs> superfly by curtis mayfield <laughs> is in this episode which i love that song uh love's theme love unlimited orchestra i don't know if that might mm. I, I, is that like a disco thing? I think it's like a, uh, instrumental. I know this song. I know I know this song. It's, it is kind of a disco, a disco uh, orchestral song. It's not coming to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm remembering the, the genre, you know? Yeah, if you heard it. That you would hustle you'll, you'll to, yeah. It. Um, another Van Halen song, Little Dreamer. They almost covered the whole, they almost did the whole first album of Van Halen in this, in this series. Yeah, well, you never know. Like, I still think some of the choices are probably guided by what's easy to get, a, easier to get a license for. Um, and maybe right. they got a license for a certain amount of songs on one album together. So they're going to use them all from one album, you know? Right. And then another song called Debris by The Faces, and I don't recognize that one at all by the name. Mm, no, me so either. I'd have, to, uh, I'd have to go back and try to figure out what that is. So, anyway, um, that about wraps up that episode. It was another fun one. Interesting. 
you know, and I go back to when we, when we, I'm sorry, I, I might have faded away there. I was talking away from the microphone. Oh, not bad. Um, I go back to when we first started this series of how relatable this whole thing is. Like they just did such a great job of, of Absolutely. making it feel real. Like, like this is the way it was going on. Absolutely. Uh, and, I'm telling you, it was, yeah, oh, yeah. sometimes it was hard for me to, to watch cause it was just so <laughs> close to everything I remember. And some of it, like, like we yeah. were talking about with Kim Kelly is my friend was not pleasant. Some of it was yeah. not pleasant. Some people were in really bad situations that I was kind of naive to. I thought everybody was, and not that I had a perfect home life or anything, but I had parents mm -hmm. who were always there. They stayed married. They they were together. They gave a shit what happened to us. And yeah. I don't. And a lot of those kids that I hung around with, I came to figure out their parents just did not. They they had they were too screwed up to care what the heck was going on with their kids, you know? Right. So those were the kids who cut class and did crappy because nobody was looking out for them and had nobody to make proud, I guess, or, or something. So, and it took a long time for me to figure that crap out. But you see it all the time in the show. You see all those little cracks and chinks in everybody's armor, you know, that as a, as a young well, the, person, it takes you a long time ones, to realize. The ones I got, are the ones that got busted shoplifting vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes, yeah. that happened in my life. I can't. I I'm, I won't say who who it happened to, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it's weird because, like you said, there's a lot of people that that you you didn't realize had some rough upbringing, and I don't know if my my friends like I wouldn't call it like rough i would just say that the parents were pretty absent like we went from house to house and partied at all these kids houses and their parents were like never home i have no idea where they were mm -hmm. but they were just like absent like you said your friend uh your friend with the that had the big bash parties because his parents were gone for oh, yeah. months on end or whatever it was um because they let him stay at the house and they were gone or something. Yeah. Was well, that was strange? a little different because he was actually like a genius, like first in his class kid. Oh, and, okay. and, okay. and it was like his last year, he was a senior. So, you know, mm. so he was 18 and that, you know, I don't know that they would have done that if he was 16. Um, and it, it was a lot of craziness going on there, but it was more like geeky craziness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was more he was a little bit more in charge. Um he wasn't just left to his own devices because, you know, his mom was drunk or something or you know, like I just I met a lot of people who I who I later found out that like they were in group homes, they were foster kids, oh, or wow. their stepfather was hitting on them, or you know, just stuff that makes your skin crawl now that people would tell me about in a very matter of fact manner. Um, mm. and a after a while you start to put all those pieces together and say, okay, this is why I don't fit in because I don't have this kind of life. And, you know, like I said, my home life was not perfect, but it had a lot up on a lot of people that I had to, yeah. you know, kind of break away from, let's say. Yeah. I, you know, I, 
I definitely grew up in a situation that was, um, I would say, unique in a positive way. I, uh, I was very fortunate. Now, my parents did split up when I was 16. So, you know, that that's, that's kind of devastating for somebody at that age. But at the same time, I was able to accept it a little bit more than like my, my little sister who was, you know, nine and my brother was 11. When they heard that the, my parents were splitting up, it was devastating to them. Where I'd seen it already with a few other friends and families and stuff where divorce wasn't as big of a deal. But overall, my upbringing was, I was so blessed. I, I really had, really have nothing to complain about. Um, where a lot, you know, some of my friends had, like I said, the absentee parents, mm -hmm. they're like never home. It's really weird looking back at it. I'm like, okay, his mom was never home. Those two sisters, her, their mom was never home. Uh, yeah. Cause they were probably out like working some rotten job, just trying to keep it together. You know, didn't we're, yeah. we're putting so much energy into just getting by that you can't take the time to be that present parent or that that guiding yeah. force because you're so your whole your own life is so freaking screwed up, you know? That's what I yeah. saw well, a lot. It definitely it definitely gave us lots of opportunities to be um, teenagers, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of those people, we part, we partied, yeah. A lot mm -hmm. of those people from my freaks and geeks stage didn't mm -hmm. even graduate. They didn't make it out of the high school oh. after like tenth grade, and I, I saw them again. Yeah, a couple, a couple of my friends from that little clique um, did not graduate. Uh, the girl I dated during that time, she dropped out. We had split up already. She had dropped out and then had gone on to. Uh, eventually get her GED like a, a year later after she dropped out, she went back and, you know, finished up her, her GED. So at least she did that. Um, but yeah, it was that, that, that one part of this whole, this whole series is just so relatable. If you grew up in a, in a, in a, in a town where mid, you know, the middle income. From yeah, yeah, that was low, not middle, that John Hughes, um, rich kids yeah, no, in the big Tudor not. house <laughs> milieu, no, you know, it yeah, was more yeah. middle America, everybody kind of scraping by in a working class neighborhood, you know? Yeah. And even though I grew up in Southern California, it may sound fancy, but at the time it was, you know, it was just, you know, our neighbor across the street, he was in the fire department. Uh, the other neighbor was just a guy that was a blue collar guy that worked on elevators. So it was not like, and those were, you know, the older, my, my parents, friends, neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, so in our neighborhood, it was not like you think of Southern California now and like, Oh, everybody, you know, got these big fancy houses or, or expensive houses that are not big and fancy. <laughs> it's just cause the real estate market is ridiculous there. <laughs> Um, but you know, it was just your working class guys or families that lived in, in our neighborhood. So yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just so relatable, this whole thing.
Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, like like we talk about the music, the soundtrack is the soundtrack of our lives growing up. It's amazing. So, um, so I think, did you have anything else to add on this episode? I, I think I'm good on this episode. Yeah, it's a good one. It's um, kind of a more serious one, I think, than some of the others. Yeah. It, yeah. They all have a very serious undertone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they all, all have their humor in them, too. Which I think makes it just more fun to watch. Because if it was too dark, it wouldn't be... It would not be that fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, well, the way I, I'm reading uh, some of the stuff that the producers have have said in interviews, I think that mm. that dark over undertone, like maybe the, mm. the, the networks weren't really paying so much attention to that in the beginning. They thought it was just kind of fun and games. But they caught on mm. eventually to the crap that was going on in the background there. And that kind of sunk yeah. the series. They were like, no, we can't have this going on on network television. But because mm. they, it was all kind of, some of it was tongue in cheek and they made you feel like uncomfortable, but laughed about it. I think maybe they were able to kind of hide that from people um, in a certain way. You know, like if you're not really paying attention, you, you miss it because you're laughing, you know? So, yeah. So I, I can't imagine somebody growing up in this period and watching this series just going, oh, my gosh, they freaking nailed the fashions for one. Absolutely. And just the attitudes like of, of where things were at that time. So it, it's just awesome. So anyway, that's that's another episode of Freaks and Geeks. That is episode five. And that was Tess and Bress. Um, I think we're going to wrap this one up. And um, we will continue with episode six very soon. That one is called I'm With The Band, which is a very Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Creation. <laughs> so, uh, uh, did you have any, nothing else to add, right? I think good? I'm good. Okay. So, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. We've had a lot of fun talking about Freaks and Geeks so far, and we look forward to the rest of the series. And you can find us on social media at Bonsai Retro Club. Uh, Suzanne is Suz, at Suze Mataboni on Twitter. Mm -hmm. She has a website, SuzanneMataboni.com. I am at 80s Auto Reverse on Twitter. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, too. And please go and leave a review wherever you listen, whatever platform you listen to uh, the show on, leave a review. It helps us out uh, as far as like ratings and where we fall in these searches. Um, and I think that's it other than be excellent to each other. So party on dudes. <laughs> party on dudes. Talk to you later, Suzanne. Okay. See you around. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel said. Hey, Bonsai! 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 <laughs>
Was his own. 